This is beautiful cathedral caverns in Marshall County, not far from Woodville. God, what God carved out of the side of this mountain is breathtaking. This is really one of the natural wonders of the Tennessee Valley, and they've been such good hosts for us. We're here in a cave today because we're going to talk about a, about a dead man buried in a cave who walked out alive. But first, a couple of weeks ago, my cousin Linda, whose mother was my mother's sister, came for a visit and we tracked down our relatives back to our great-grandparents. Our great-grandparents, Copeland, are buried in Boaz. You're seeing a picture of Wink and Viola Webb Copeland's tombstone. Then we drove toward Aniata and had to ask around, but we, we finally found a small cemetery where our great-grandparents E.R. Erastus Rowley and Sally Cruz Murray are buried. The son of the Copelands and the daughter of the Murrays were my maternal grandparents, Lon and Bessie Copeland. They're buried alongside her family, the Murrays, near Aniana. It was, it was a delight to walk through those cemeteries. Not fun, but an honor. Like walking on holy ground, cemeteries really are sacred space. We had some surprises that day, like finding graves of ancestors we didn't anticipate finding. But I'll tell you one surprise we did not experience. Not one person, not one, crawled out of those graves alive. But one day, one man did just that. You might know that we're looking at the story of Jesus as told in the book of John. We're going to go all the way through Jesus' death and resurrection at Easter. John 11 begins, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. Lazarus was one of Jesus' good friends. It was at the home of Lazarus and Lazarus' two sisters, Mary and Martha, that Jesus often would withdraw from the crowds. Their house was in Bethany, a small town near Jerusalem. Jesus was just east of the Jordan River when Mary and Martha sent a messenger to Jesus saying, Lord, the one you love, Lazarus, is sick. Jesus said to his friends, the disciples, This sickness will not end in death. Make note of that. We're, we're coming back to that statement. This sickness will not end in death. Lord, the one you love is sick, the messenger said. You need to go directly to Bethany. It was this time of year in 1996 when Carrie and I were in the Birmingham airport where we were missionaries in residence at Samford University. We had returned from a week in Richmond, Virginia, where we had received training to return to our missionary work in Nigeria to do ministry among Muslims. We had landed and we were walking through the Birmingham airport when I received a page over the public address system. Travis Collins, please pick up a house phone. Those were the days before cell phones were so common. So I picked up the phone, the house phone, and it was my father-in-law. Your dad has had a bad stroke, Carrie's dad said. Y'all need to go straight to Anniston. One day Jesus got an emergency message from Mary and Martha. Our brother, your good friend you love so much, Lazarus, is deathly ill, they said. You need to go straight to the town of Bethany. By the time Jesus and his friends got to Bethany, Lazarus 
already had died. In Jesus' day, the body of the deceased was completely wrapped in burial clothes and, and buried quickly, as immediately after death as possible. The extended period of mourning then began, with the most intense mourning crying lasting for a week. So when Jesus arrived, the family, friends, and neighbors still would have been gathered and, and emotions still would have been high. As he approached the family home, Martha ran out to meet him. Lord, she cried, if you had been here, my, my brother would not have died. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Soon Mary, the other sister, ran out to meet Jesus, and she said the same. Lord, had you been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw the broken hearts of the two sisters and felt the weight of everyone's grief, the Bible says simply, Jesus wept. Let's pause to hear the rest of the story read. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The dead man came out his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Tombs often were hewn out of the limestone so popular in the Middle East. Large holes in the stone as large as a small room. Other families used for their tombs a natural cave. Lazarus had been buried in a cave with a stone rolled in front of the opening to seal it. After commanding that the stone be rolled aside, Jesus called Lazarus by name. And like a mummy in an old movie, Lazarus walked out alive. This story is one of the sources of eternal hope for followers of Jesus. Nobody but God himself knows how it's going to happen. But beyond our last breath, God is going to call our name. In John 5, Jesus speaks. The time is coming when everyone dead and buried will hear God's voice. Those who've lived the right way walk, will walk out into, into a resurrection life. Those who've lived the wrong way into a resurrection judgment. Now, before we go on, we do have to acknowledge that this text says it won't be all handshakes and high fives on that day. The Bible is clear. After we die, there comes a day of reckoning. And there is an eternal separation from God that will occur on that day for those who've refused, I believe, to trust themselves to Jesus, preferring to trust their own goodness. A separation from God, the mystery of which 
is matched only by its gravity. My favorite words in this whole story are in John 10, verse 4. This sickness, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. That sounds at first like Jesus didn't understand the, the seriousness of Lazarus' condition. But that's not what Jesus is talking about here. What Jesus meant is this. Lazarus knew and loved Jesus, and although this disease would cause his old heart to stop, Lazarus would always be alive. He would never really die. By the way, if I ever receive a terminal illness, if the doctor ever tells me there's nothing more we can do, this disease is going to get you, well, I'm going to declare those words of Jesus. This sickness will not end in death. Now by doing that, I, I'm not going to be declaring the doctor wrong. I, I'm not going to be denying reality. I will, however, be declaring that, that I won't really die even when my old heart quits beating. I will be declaring that when I finally exhale for the last time on earth, I will inhale in the presence of Jesus. By the time they've held the visitation, and a few folks walk by and say nice things, hopefully, to my family, by the time folks parade by, look down and say, don't he look natural? I will already be relishing a life I can only imagine, which the Bible calls heaven. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's the Bible's promise in 2 Corinthians 5. In late spring of 2020, when the coronavirus pandemic had brought such widespread death to New York City, when hospitals were overcome and overwhelmed, with death and grief, Brother Robert Bath, chaplain at Bellevue Hospital in New York City, was interviewed. People are looking for a miracle when the miracle is to let go, he said. Call me too practical, but I don't pray they leap up out of the grave like Lazarus. I think we're meant for better. We're meant for God. Well, I do pray for healing for those who are ill and if I'm ever told I'm not going to make it, I probably will ask the good Lord for a little more time. But ultimately, I believe Chaplain Bath is right. There is something better than the miraculous end to an awful disease. It's resurrection. And resurrection is the promise ahead for, for all whose hope is in Jesus. Jesus called Lazarus by name. Let me close with that. I began by talking about my mother's grandparents and parents. So let me tell you a story about my mom and a little school somewhere down on Sand Mountain. When mom was in elementary school, the country school she attended organized a trip for the students to go to the state capitol in Montgomery. It's hard for most of us to imagine, I believe, what a, what a big deal it was for a little country girl from Blunt County. The day of the trip came, and for some reason, my mom was late. My guess is she had to finish her, her farm chores and just didn't get there on time. When it was about time to go, the teacher stood at the front of the bus with the class roll. 
The teacher began to read the names. My mom wouldn't find out, by the way, until later what had happened. So the teacher began to read down the roll of students' names. Here, one student answered. Here, answered this student and then another student. Maud Copeland, that was my mom. And some overly eager, thoughtless little girl who was obviously in a hurry to leave answered, Here, the teacher didn't look up from her list and assuming that little Maud Copeland, Copeland was on the bus, she continued down the list. When there had been a here for every name, they closed the door and the bus left for Montgomery. Can you imagine what it must have been like for that little country girl, probably carrying a, her bag of biscuits for lunch, to show up at the school and find that the bus had already pulled out? Can you imagine her broken heart as she walked that long, lonely, probably dirt road back home? I was with my mom when she died on a Thursday night in 2004. At her funeral, I told that story about her missing the trip on the school bus, and I said at her funeral, Last Thursday night, the creator of the universe called her name. And it was she, she, it was she, Maud Murray Copeland Collins, who answered, Here, just like Lazarus, the creator of the universe called my mom's name that night, and she awoke from her brief, temporary slumber, very much alive and in His presence. I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus said to Martha. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever, whoever lives by believing in me, whoever lives by believing in me will never die.